0: Nicholas, maybe Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson. All people that will forever be remembered in the name of golf. But there's one more you need to add to the list. That's Durf sitting right here on the screen. This man today decided to go to a golf course and shoot his first ever under 118 holes. Oh, yeah. I've never been so proud of in my life. No no amount of football knowledge or just, you know, meteorology knowledge, you know, any of that. Nothing, it doesn't pale in comparison right. to what you accomplished today. So I'm very, very proud of you.
1: Thank you. It felt good. It felt so good.
0: I mean, I've, I've only done it once myself. Right. And I've been golfing for like 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. we've started golfing together only for about the past two years and mm-hmm. the progress you've made in those two years. I feel like a proud yeah. father, but you're older than me. It's <laughs> really weird.
1: <laughs> I know. I beat you on Tuesday, too.
0: And you beat me on Tuesday. Man, I uh... I think I have to pass over the crown of like the best <laughs> golfer in the group. I think it's pretty much official. You're golfing yeah. under 100 and yeah. you beat me. Boy, oh boy. We're going to have to I have to get the power rankings out. <laughs> <laughs> power <laughs> rankings for our group. Um, yeah, you're listening to On and Off the Field with Durf and Dylan, whether you knew that or not. Now you do. Uh, we're brought to you by the All Sports All Plays Network, ASAP for short, and the Party Cast Network, where the party never ends. We're going to get this show going quick with the AFC South. But first, always. Like, you didn't think we were going to forget. You didn't think I was going to forget to tell you something that 10 out of 10 podcasters all agree you need to be doing you need to be flossing follow oh, like yeah. observe subscribe and share anything i don't know if you related brought to you by the one and only stefan diggs and demarque demarquis gates yeah for Birmingham, DeMar- i think I, I think that's his name uh yeah, so, yeah those guys like the to floss too so you You need to be flossing as well. Durf, how can they floss to perfection? Oh, they can floss to perfection by following
1: on TikTok, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, all by searching at OTF Podcast. Make sure you like by hitting that thumbs up, leaving a heart reaction, or just telling us how you like the show by leaving a review on any of our pages or on Apple Podcasts. You can observe by watching us live every week, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can subscribe by clicking those subscribe buttons on Twitch and YouTube and making sure you ring the bell so you get notified when we go live. And last but not least, you make sure you share by letting your friends and family know about us by sharing off the stream or any posts that you like.
0: I just started a poll on YouTube. Oh, nice! And it says who wins the AFC South: Titans, oh, Colts, fan- Jags, or Titans?
1: Fancy. So if you're on YouTube, make sure you uh, vote. Get get to voting.
0: I don't know how long polls last on. I, I I would be cool if it just lasted the whole show. That'd be cool. But I don't know how right. long it lasts. though. I know Twitch like ends after a little while. Oh. Uh-huh. Um. So yeah, we'll see what we'll see what YouTube does. I'll check back in like a couple minutes. Let's see what happens. Yeah. All right. So the AFC South, ladies and gentlemen, the division of some lackluster teams and (laughs) some teams with massive questions heading into this season. Oh yeah. That's how I would put it. We have. In case people kind of forgot, you know, this is the offseason. It's a pretty quiet part of the NFL offseason here. Titans, Colts, Jags, Texans. Uh, about two teams that just could absolutely fall in their face once again and just continue to pick in the top five of NFL drafts for the rest of their lives. And two teams that had some big changes this offseason. Some better and some not so good.
2: Hmm.
0: So let's talk about them in details by starting with the Tennessee Titans, who I believe right. won the division last year, if I'm not mistaken,
1: they did win the division because the Colts choked
0: <laughs> against their own division rivals.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are they division? Uh, I'd say division rivals, but I don't know if there's much of a rival. There might be more of a rivalry there now than there used to be, right. After that performance. Um, so the Tennessee Titans, major offseason news we have AJ Brown. Heading to the Philadelphia Eagles,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Julio Jones will not be returning. And they decide, you know, since we don't have our top two wide receivers anymore, let's go draft one. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: they get Traylon Burks. Expectations just have to be, I don't know if this kid is one of the choke under pressure kind of kids, but there is a lot of pressure on this kid right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know a lot about Traylon. Was he one of the Alabama ones?
1: No, Traylon Burks, I think, came from
0: Arkansas. Ooh, see, Arkansas is a scrappy school. I like it.
1: Yeah,
0: Arkansas. I yeah. don't follow college football a whole lot, but I feel it just feel like it, I'm drawn to Arkansas for some reason because that seems <gasps> mm-hmm. to be the school, even when they're unranked. Like you have to when they play Alabama or just like anybody in general, like. It's usually a pretty close game. The Razorbacks. The Razorbacks. But it's a pig. Yeah. So, I don't know where they got that from.
1: Alabama Tide, and they're an elephant.
0: Fair. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> that that just puts an end to all arguments right there. The, the Crimson Tide is an elephant. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, that's their major offseason turnovers, you know, anything besides the draft related, because they also went out there and got Malik Willis in the draft.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. We've gotten mixed messages about Ryan Tannehill saying he'll show him the ropes <laughs> and he can go F himself. We've gotten a mix of both messages from Mr. Tannehill. Would you even right. want to be taking quarterback lessons from Ryan Tannehill? No. If you were Malik Willis? Absolutely not. I feel like they got two different styles too.
1: Yeah, it's definitely. I think it's definitely a quarterback that they picked that they are, you know, pre- being prepared for that change of tide kind of kind of situation. Um. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how long they ride Ryan Tannehill out. Uh, I think it's going to be a while still. I think Malik Willis. Just was it's so raw that they're going to want to. They're going to. They're going with a coaching staff. To develop this, this quarterback, you can't expect Ryan Tannehill, nor should you want Ryan Tannehill to develop this quarterback as his backup. Like, that's not that sounds like a bad time. That sounds like you're saying, okay, let me take this knife and just stab myself and kill and destroy this team because that's what you're asking for, you know. Um, I think preseason, I think I'm curious to see what kind of look we get from Malik Willis. I think the Titans will obviously probably not play Tannehill very much or at all in the preseason. And it'd be interesting to see what kind of reps we can see out of of, uh, Malik Willis. Um, So not only did they lose those two, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, but they lost some linemen that are desperately needed i think last year to help you know derrick henry you know be the beast that he is you know if that line's not holding this a little bit i don't know if you can really take derrick henry and just put him on any other team and still be okay
0: they did manage to hold on to taylor Luan and ben jones as far as i'm looking at the depth chart right but now you have dylan rad nate davis and aaron brewer are the other three spots the other two you know pro bowl borderline all pro kind of players but Mm -hmm. yeah your entire right side is pretty much exposed if i'm not you know (laughs) to put things bluntly Mm -hmm. and i can also see that they have jamarco jones waiting in the wing and the second string for their left guard position former seahawk um, if he gets in there, yeah, you're in you're in bigger trouble than I think you thought you <laughs> were in before. They did bring in Austin Hooper at tight end, so that's a nice combination with yeah. Jeff Swain because Jeff Swain's not bad. Yeah, so you have some strong tight ends to help a Seattle Seahawks? I don't think so. He was a Brown before. So was Austin Hooper.
1: Oh, okay. Austin
0: Hooper was definitely a Brown. Yeah, because he got to Atlanta, first, right. yep, and then to the Cle- and then to Cleveland and
1: then Tom Tennessee.
0: I don't think Swain was a Seahawk, but he might have been. We we cycled through tight ends in Seattle like they're just, <laughs> you know, you're just putting in quarters in a gumball machine, just spitting them out. Uh, yeah, so then you got Robert Woods, they acquired in the offseason as well, who's yep. coming off an ACL injury, so who knows what's going to be going on there. Yep. Traylon Burks and Nick Westbrook-Akeen. That's okay. your that's your starting lineup at wide receiver, an ACL injured wide receiver, a rookie, and whoever Nick Westbrook is.
1: Sounds like another rookie. That's, that's um, that's
0: tough. it's going to be tough sledding if Malik Willis does have to walk in there. But I mm-hmm. feel like you know the main thing there is it's almost like they're developing two different playbooks, right? Like they might yep. not be saying it, but they're like if Ryan Tannehill has to get pulled. Yep and Malik's in there, we're pulling out playbook 2.0, and we're going to be using his skill sets with Derrick Henry's to just move the pocket, get things going, and add mobility to this offense that it just does not have with Mr. Tannehill. Yeah, definitely. So that'll be interesting to see what they can put together. Just take a quick look at the defense. It still looks pretty bad. They still got Kevin Bayard and Imani Hooker in the back. Uh, They still have Caleb Farley as well. Big question mark still with Farley with all the injury history.
2: Right, um,
0: we'll see what happened. And then they added. Uh, I don't. Was Dud Bud Dupree there last year? He just added this year. I can't remember. I think he was, this is the second year of the Titans. Yeah, he
1: was there last year.
0: Yeah, just had to had to reconfirm that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, Tier Tart, Danico Autry, and Harold Landry, the third, David Long, senior Zach Cunningham, rounding out the front seven. So. We'll see what happens with them. A lot of changes with the Titans, a lot of moving pieces, and most of them were the worst. We're changing things up. We're going to save our uh, our predictions of, you know, where they place <laughs> and everything for the end. So we're going to be moving straight into the Indianapolis Colts, a team that really didn't see too much change this offseason. season. Mm except for adding Matt Ryan at quarterback and dumping Carson Wentz. So they got rid of one big contract and just had to suck up another big contract. <laughs> so <laughs> money-wise they're pretty much in the same spot they were before, but uh Matt Ryan I just don't I don't know why anyone This is my problem with the Colts for the past forever. All right, And it was the same problem, actually, that I've had with the Falcons. And it's funny that Matt Ryan's here now because they both are having the same issue. They refuse to look to the future and just draft a gosh darn young quarterback to develop. Like, they keep thinking, like, we're a win now team or whatever their thought process is. We just need to get a veteran in here. Draft someone young Mm -hmm. with the rest of your well-built team. And take that cheap contract and go win from there. That's how you win Super Bowls. That's how it happens. You don't suck up $35-plus plus million from broken, old veteran quarterbacks and expect to win mm-hmm. that way. It happens right. sometimes, but it's sure as shit not the most <laughs> common way. Put it that way. Yeah, right. To be fair, they do have Nick Foles in the wing. so They're fine. I mean, are they a better team with Matt Ryan this year? Or are they pretty much just in the same spot? Like what's your opinion?
1: I think they're a better team. Okay. I think it's a more more controllable team, I would say. I think Matt Ryan has the veteran presence that can you know, he's got a little bit I think a little bit more spice than Carson Wentz does on you know in his playing style. So even though he's getting super old, I still think that he's a competent quarterback for this team. And this team, on the offense at least, is very well developed, um, and they have been. I feel like for the last few years,
0: so there's
1: there's no reason why this team can't. I think can't be doing really well.
0: I just have this. Maybe it was just the Falcons' fault and maybe right. this is matt ryan's true time to shine in his older age to show that he still has some spunk right but i'm on the i'm kind of in the corner that's like i'm gonna have to see something first Yep. i mean i'm not i'm definitely not all in i'm like oh my gosh i got matt ryan super bowl Let's go! <laughs> uh they have do have Nick Foles in the wings. They have Sam e- Ellinger still. Uh, and then their fourth string, I would imagine, is their punter? Because I don't even know who that is. <laughs> it's Jack Cohen. C-O-A-N. Never even heard that man's name in my life. Nope. Uh, they still have the, one of the best, probably one of the most underrated, but probably the best running back duo outside of Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt and Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. And they yep. add Phillip Lindsay, too, which is just like, it's pretty good. Phil yeah. Lindsay died off a little bit, went to the Texans, but yeah, you know, I think I still think he's talented and he's still hungry. Oh, for sure. Uh you got Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce. And that might be one of their rookies, maybe. I've never I haven't heard that maybe, name. Before. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I would guess. Paris Campbell and Ashton Doolin. I just I know who Ashton Doolin is. Uh they still have mm-hmm. Kiki QT. They are deep at wide receiver. They really are. Right. I can read most of these names, and people will be like, "Oh yeah, I've heard that guy before." Like they do, they're pretty deep. Uh, Mo Ali Cox at tight end, amazing talent. Had a he great did really well last, last year, year. Yeah. Uh, and then their offensive line: Matt Pryor, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Danny Pinter, and Braden Smith. Amazing offensive line. Still for probably, sure. I, I don't know a lot about other teams' offensive lines, but this is. I still probably think this is one of the best in football, if not the oh, best. Oh, for sure. Uh, defense. They brought in Quiddy Pay
2: mm-hmm.
0: in the draft. He is yeah. highly, highly regarded as one of the better players in the draft this past year. So we'll see how that pans out. He's got to get, get healthy first, but yeah. True, but if he—that's why it's that's the only reason he fell as far as he did. Right. So we'll see if you know it's you know that's the same concern they have with DK Metcalf. Athletic freak can be very good, but you know let's see what happens with the injuries. Uh, DeForest Bunker, Bunkner is still there from the 49ers. Yeah. Awesome talent again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grover Stewart, Yannick Ngakwe. He has made his way to Indy, apparently. I did not know that.
1: I think he... Ngakwe, I think, went to... He was traded from the Raiders to the Colts for... Rocky Yasin. Ah. the Colt secondary.
0: The old Rock. He's not there anymore. Yeah, that's... Well, they... So they replaced him with Rodney McLeod. Yeah. And I remember earlier in the offseason, they did bring in Stephon Gilmore. So that's yep. a great, you know, right side of the field, free safety, Stephon Gilmore, and then Rodney McLeod. And you got Nick Cross, Kenny Moore at left corner. Zaire so mm. Franklin at linebacker with Bobby Oak, E and Darius Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> One of the better linebackers in football. Yeah. Darius Leonard. And this, this is what I was this is what I was gonna bring up, you know, on paper, this looks like the team that should always be good. And this has been their thing for the past, I don't know, like two, three seasons, mm-hmm. at least since Jonathan Taylor's been there, I guess. This has been the team you look at it and you go, they should be winning a lot of playoff games. Right. Are they going to start doing that this year? Is this the breaking point for them where they just kind of Let's go.
1: I think playoffs, I think they make it no problem. Deep into the playoffs, I'm still a little concerned there. But, you know, the playoffs are things that happen in the playoffs that you never think to happen. So um, I think, like, I agree that this on paper is, you know, this team looks amazing, and I think they – were mostly, you know, putting paper on, you know, taking what was on paper and putting it and showing it on the field last year. But, you know, there was a couple games where they choked and that happened. And, you know, they thought they were going to walk into the playoffs and uh, they just fell completely flat on their face uh, against Jacksonville. So, I don't know.
0: Just one of those teams that just keeps failing, finding mm-hmm. ways to lose when they should easily be winning. Right. So we'll just have to wait and see if this is going to be their year or not. At least to win a division. Uh, let's leave it at that for now. <laughs> right. Let's just let's just see if we can at least win the division, uh, with the Titans falling so so harshly. Um, next team we got is the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's really not much to say here. They got a new coach.
1: Yeah,
0: bring in Mr. Marone if I'm, not Marone. Jeez, oh my god. <laughs> uh, Doug,
1: Doug Peterson.
0: Yeah, good old Doug Peter. Mr. Marone. That was a he was good. with the Bills for a hot minute, wasn't he?
1: Then he went to Jacksonville. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm a couple, so that's why I thought of him. Okay. Yeah,
1: he was before uh, Urban Meyer.
0: Okay, so we got Mr. Peterson coming in for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I guess the question here is, he won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. You know, He was considered maybe a secret quarterback whisperer, bringing in Nick Foles and just being able to win a Super Bowl. Absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. Can he go down to Jacksonville, whisper in Trevor Lawrence's ear, and get the GOAT to come out that everyone thought this (laughs) kid was going to be the unanimous number one overall pick in the draft? He's going to be the next greatest thing. He's going to turn this franchise around. We haven't even seen a small glimpse of that yet. Mm. Can Doug Pearson be the guy to to flip the switch?
1: I think he's gonna flip a switch, but I don't know how much he's flipping it.
0: There's only so much you can work with.
1: <laughs> right. I mean the Jags did spend a crap ton of money in the off season on offense and overpaid these guys like crazy. Um who they bring in? They brought in Zay Jones, and they brought in somebody else.
0: They got Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. Made it, a guy who was a wider, borderline wide receiver three with the Cardinals and made him a top five most paid wide receiver in the league Yep, at the time. Yeah, at, at the time. <laughs> I mean, a couple of more oh, wide receivers have gotten paid. A lot has changed since then, but yeah. uh, <laughs> he got paid a lot. We'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I think it's the front office's fault most of the time with this team. Right. It was obviously coaching, as we know, what happened last mm-hmm. year. But, you know, that, that means at least Travis Etienne might get some playing time this year, you know? I think, I, know he, he had, I think, yeah. He had the injury last year, but the fact that he wasn't even slated to be a running back just showed how much of a disorganized mess this team was. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Etienne... Brings to the team, um, like him and James, him and James Robinson, could be a pretty good one-two punch, if Doug Peterson can mark it out correctly. And, um, you know, I think that's that could be another you know running back duo that you gotta watch out for. Is the they're very line similar
0: there? to Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines. <laughs> Hines, yeah. You got your two boulders. Yep. With James Robinson, James Robinson and Jonathan Taylor, and you got your pass catching guys. They're, they they yep. both have the ability to be great,
1: right? And uh, it'll be interesting to see what Trevor Lawrence can do with this receiving core. Um, I think a lot of change, and it's going to take a little longer for him to get developed with these guys. But I uh I would like to see I would like to see uh, a a good leap here for him in
0: the sophomore year I'd like to see them get to 500. I think oh, yeah. I kind of feel like they have the ability to do so. They had a decent yep. draft. They brought in especially on defense. They really focus on defense in the draft and they brought in some young kids. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what they did when they had that weird playoff run with with Blaine Gabbert. They had young <laughs> yep. defensive players that yep. were amazing. That just uh-huh. came out of nowhere and they're like, "Oh my gosh. Like who are these guys? Why are they playing so good?" Right. And it's and like, maybe they can do that again this year. I'm not saying playoff run. I'm just saying like maybe right. these defensive players can step up and like really help this team out.
1: I mean they have the defensive end Josh Allen. Like he's mm-hmm. he's a stud. Um,
0: just because his know. name is Josh Allen, you don't have to you know <laughs> go that hard on him. All right.
1: The dude plays really well.
0: He does. He does.
1: Um, <laughs> and they focus a lot on defense in the draft, so I think that's uh, you know they they're taking those pieces that they've gotten recently and they're just building around them. And I think you know this could be a a, a more complete team than what we've seen. I think we've seen in the last couple of years. And then I, I've got some high hopes for the Jags.
0: I got higher hopes yeah. than like what they've showed the last couple seasons. Like if right. I, I think a good goal for them. Maybe with a 17-game schedule, like 8 and 9 would be, like... That'd be really good for them. Yeah. It's not a playoff spot, but, you know, that would be showing some good trends at least. Mm. Uh, Yeah, like we said, Christian Kirk... Like, their wide receiver group is literally just the Island of Misfit Toys. (laughs) Like, like everyone knows these names, but they all are, like... "Eh, None of them are wide receiver ones by any mean. Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones Jr. from the Lions. I mean... He's been pretty good, you know. Yeah, yeah. Zay Jones, Lavishka Chanel, Laquan Treadwell one of the most failed experiences, you know, failed experiments that I've, you know, besides Eagles wide receivers, he was with the Vikings and just absolutely awful. Jamal Agnew, Marvin Hall, also a Lions. I mean, we named seven wide receivers. I know who all these people are. (laughs) I mean, it's just none of them are great. So that's the issue. Uh, they brought in Evan Ingram from the Giants. They still have Dan Arnold there from the Cardinals. Cam Robinson, Ben Barch, Luke Fortner, Brandon Scherf from the Washington Commanders, and Juwan Taylor on the line. It's not a bad line. You know, Cam Robinson's no. been okay as a first rounder. He hasn't been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, their defense, some names I'm not going to pre- pronounce. Florenzo Fatouk Asi is one of their defensive ends. Good luck with that. Okay. Devon <laughs> Hamilton, Roy, Robertson Harris, and Josh Allen at linebacker with Devin Lloyd and Foyd Said Alouk Huan. I, right. I'm trying Devin, here. Lloyd, Devin Lloyd's the rookie. Yep, and along with Trayvon Walker. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they focused on they focus on defense in the draft. And these are some good names that man, if they really show up, they got a chance. Yeah. Darius Williams, Rashawn Jenkins, Andrew Wingard, and Shaquille Griffin on the back end. That could be their problem. Yep. If Josh Allen, Devin Lloyd, and Trayvon Walker can't get to the quarterback, that yep. that secondary is looking a little sketchy. That's that's a big issue. Right. Um so yeah. Not terrible is where we'll put the Jags, yep. at least in their offseason. The Texans are our last team to discuss here. I mean, I don't know what they did this offseason. They had a draft, I know that much. Yep. And then somehow, some way, it, it's big news, but it's literally the only thing else they did this offseason. Uh, they somehow won the trade of Deshaun Watson. <laughs> <laughs> they offloaded Deshaun Watson, or, and, and they became the unanimous winners of this trade somehow. Very yep. weird. I don't know how that – Deshaun Watson still hasn't been suspended, but we all know it's coming. Uh, so they ended up with, a, like, a haul of draft picks – that they used pretty wisely, I think. What I mean, they they drafted Stingley. Yeah, I don't know why. But I thought it was
1: a little bit of a reach. Um, figured they would have went offensive of the line there, but they did get I think offensive of lineman later the first round. Um, they did.
0: They did go offensive line. What was his? Which one was that? Uh, was that Titus, Howard?
1: Don't remember now.
0: We'll figure it out. It's not yeah, that hard. But, it's not hard to figure this stuff out.
1: I mean, they I don't remember how many draft picks they had exactly, but you know, they had a lot to, to fill. But I think they're heading in the kind of right direction.
0: Right. That's that's exactly how I was thinking. Was just like this is just a team that needs way too much for one off-season to fix. No shot. (laughs) They they did take Stingley third overall. A little bit of a reach, some people thought. I thought. Uh, Kenyon Green, offensive uh, lineman from Texas uh, Texas A&M. Yep. And then they grabbed a safety, wide receiver, linebacker, running back, defensive tackle, a tight end, and then another offensive lineman. They literally almost hit every position in the draft. (laughs) That's... They're just trying to fill in the holes, and they got a lot to fill. Uh, The real question here, I think, is can Davis Mills have another great season? I guess great would be an overreach. Can he improve on next season, or is he just still going to be like, you know, he had a couple good performances here and there, or is he like the next hidden gem? Is this kid like, is he going to explode all these new pieces? He's got a new wide receiver. Is there a chance that he could really surprise some people?
1: I, I don't see him exploding as like getting you know jumping up the up the up the up the, up the, the rankings here and quarterback rankings. Um, I I do still see more progression than last year on his on his rookie year. Um, I think that. He's, I don't think he showed complete, like, you know, multiple games in a row that he was the right answer for them at quarterback, but he showed flashes and he showed that the, the signs that, you know, you want to see from a rookie quarterback. And I think let's kind of make that more consistent and start to see more things, you know, kind of sh- strung together and make that progression. And I think that's what the Texans are hoping for.
0: Yeah, how high is that ceiling? Right. We've seen pieces of it. Yeah. Put it together, full season, might have something there. Uh, so, yeah, we have Davis Mills. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, it's hard to work with things like Marlon Mack as your running back. Uh, your one wide receiver one is Brandon Cooks, who gets concussed. Like it's, like it's his day <laughs> job. The dude just loves getting concussions. Uh, yeah. and nico collins who has his own injury history mm-hmm. and then john mit, mit- Cheech, the third with chris conley and philip dorsett also on there oh chad Beebe as well he's in there wow okay they got there's some names in there but these are probably all wide receivers chad three. Beebe that's
1: yeah, gotta cool. be the son of like don Beebe. you think so it's gotta be
0: you might have to research that. That might be a last-minute research thing we do because I'm, I'm I'm quite interested now. Uh, B- Brevin Jordan is their tight end, whoever that is. Uh, Anthony Janovich for fullback. That's fun. With Larry Metunzel, Kenyon Green, Justin Britt, former Seahawk, A.J. Kane and Titus Howard for their offensive line, and their defense, another former Seahawk on here in Rasheem Green, also with Ross Blacklock, Malik Collins, Jonathan Greenard up front, with Neville Hewitt, Christian Kirksey. That name rings a bell for some reason. Who's that? Christian Kirksey. Why does that name ring a bell?
1: Because it sounds like Christian Kirk.
0: That's probably why. They have Christian (laughs) Kirk and Christian Kirksey on one team. That is hilarious. Uh, Camus Camus Greer-Hill. He's actually a decent player. He's there. And then you have Stingley, Eric Murray, Terrence Brooks, and Steven Nelson on the back end. The team's just got a lot of holes, man. We'll see what happens. That's all I can say for the Texans. Like just, just try and find some improvement and build on right. that for the next couple of years because it's not going to be any quick success for the Houston Texans.
1: Yeah. So I did look up Chad Beebe. I'm very excited about this. He is the son of Don Beebe. Oh. Born in Buffalo, June first, nineteen ninety four. How do the Bills uh, not
0: scoop him up? What are they doing?
1: He went undrafted in twenty eighteen and signed with the Vikings. Okay. He played with the Vikings until twenty twenty one and um then he signed with the Texans this year, so Looks like in 2018, he was called up to the active roster in November uh, when Diggs had an injury and made his de- debut um, in a win against the Lions 24 to 9. So that's fun. Yeah. So I guess Don Bebe actually coaches, or th- at the time, coached uh, the Aurora Christian Schools. So I guess in in Buffalo. Sounds like a private school. Yeah. Um, It says BB holds school records for most catches and receiving yards in a career and set a school single-game record with four touchdowns. Uh, In the senior season, caught 65 passes for 980 yards at 15 touchdowns and earned IHSA All-State honors as the Eagles won the 2012 Illinois Class 3A title.
0: And in Week 12 of the 2020 season, he scored a late (laughs) go-ahead touchdown which was also his first of his career on a 10-yard reception from Kirk Cousins to secure a 28-27 victory over the Carolina Panthers. And that was a fun game, too. Wow. Overcoming a muffed punt minutes earlier. That set up the Panthers' field goal. Wow. And he scored a touchdown on a 40-yard catch and run from Cousins against the final game of the season against the Lions. Wow. Finished the season with 20 receptions, 201 yards, and two touchdowns. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Good for Chad. Very happy for Chad. <laughs> so to wrap up the show, let's figure out where these people are going to land. All right. So mm-hmm. who is your division winner? My division winner is the Colts. You have the Colts. Yep. Okay. I, I happen to agree with you.
1: I think it's going to be very, it's going to be a close race, but I think the Colts pull it off.
0: I just, yeah, the roster just seems to be there and the other rosters just aren't up to snuff. It just seems like the other rosters, you look at them and go, there's so many questions. Mm -hmm. It's hard to look at it preseason sitting here right now, not watching them on a field and go, this is the team that should win the division. Simple as that. Yep. Who is your number two team?
1: I'm gonna go with Titans number two. And I think it's barely number two. I think it's uh if like this is a one A one and then for the Colts one B is the Titans. Like this I think it's I think it's I think the Colts can do it, but I think the Titans are gonna be right on their heels for most of the season, if not all the season, trying to repeat as division champ.
0: We got Mr. Busby showing up to the show. What's Very up, nice. Mr. Busby? Who do you got winning the AFC South, bud? Ooh, Mr. Rad Brad as well. Mr. Rad Brad Gaming. Look at that sexy logo he's got right there. Look at that, folks. That is ooh, that's sexy. If you want to look at, uh, if you want to watch someone stream some video games, go to Rad Brad Gaming over on Twitch. And then Mr. Dylan Busby leads a couple of podcasts, mostly football being one of them. And uh, Just Be a Dad podcast as well. He's a host on there. Uh, I have the Titans going too as well. I, I think I think it'll actually be closer between second and third. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I think the Colts will be okay. 10, 11 uh, wins. Yep. I think your Titans will be sitting here trying not to get overtaken by the Jags. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of where I have it. It'll be a weird season. Yeah. Uh, For the Titans, while they try and figure some things out, maybe switching quarterbacks back and forth. Derrick Henry's just going to be like that poor guy stuck in the middle with a lot of talent that, you know, he's also coming off an injury as well. Yeah, He did come back, but, I mean, he still was banged up last year, so that's obviously something you have to look out for. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They just seem like they lost way too many pieces on offense, and that just seems like something they're going to struggle with all year. Yeah. But I do have him going to right before – I have the Jags at number three. I actually switched it, yep, mid show that,
1: that's what, and that's what I had originally at three was the Jags.
0: so we agree on that now because <laughs> yep. originally we, we did not. <laughs>
1: yes, we agree on that now. We did not at the beginning of the show.
0: <laughs> I talked myself into it
1: i just I just think that I just think there's too many pieces on this team with a somewhat veteran head coach that has a thing for quarterbacks. I think they're going to do well and I think they're going to make this division exciting again.
0: And Doug Peterson, I trust that this team will not go 4 and 13. Right.
1: Like <laughs> I, I would I would like to see 9 and 8 out of this team. I want okay. to see them break 500.
0: I would like to see them break 500 as well. I don't know if they do it. That's why I said earlier, you know, 8 and 9 I'd be okay mm-hmm. with. If we were still in the 16 game season, I'd say 8 and 8 would be great. Right. But you know, if they make it to 8 and 9, I would see that as a win. If they make mm-hmm. it to 9 and 8, I would say that's exceptional and we'd actually have to be looking for the Jaguars to might maybe be a good team moving forward. Right. Um so yeah, I have them at number 3. Uh and then obviously last and not least, uh, last and least is the Texans.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's just, I think there's just too many questions right now. They have I believe they have a new head coach. I can't remember who it is, but um like they're just although they don't have a lot of things going on oh yeah they They brought
0: in lovey smith
1: i I thought it was i I thought it was lovey smith and i wasn't sure i I I was still thinking
0: romeo Cremel in my head but i know he he, was just the last guy who was there
1: (laughs) yeah he retired
0: um Uh, mr busby said the weapons are there for jacks just don't know about leadership i mean yeah like doug peterson's a good start right that front office just seems like a mess overall. Yeah. Um, we'll see what Trevor Lawrence can bring captain-wise to this team, mm-hmm. but because the team overall is extremely young.
1: I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence is a better captain than Kyler Murray.
0: Very true. I think there's probably not. If we did, a, I, that should be a fun power ranking. There you, you go. Know, worst captains in the league. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Kyler Murray's being the bottom of the barrel for that. Yeah, Lovey Smith. Um, Yeah, Texans just need way too much help too many holes even after an offseason of offloading Deshaun watson getting the draft picks yeah you know, all of this stuff it's just still not enough i think they might see improvement we get to see davis yep. mills kind of we'll see if he improves or regresses or stays the same
2: mm-hmm.
0: they're still going to be that you know 5 and 12 team maybe at best
1: i i would say i would take that 5 and 12 yeah
0: Brandon Cooks, yeah, another year of being the fantasy steal. That's if he can keep uh, his head away from other people's heads because Brandon <laughs> Cooks...
1: Or the ground.
0: Power rankings for most concussed players <laughs> in the league, Brandon <laughs> Cooks is easily top two probably. Amongst, Maybe,
1: at, amongst active players, yes.
0: Yeah, 100%. That dude. That dude's body, I, I don't want to talk too dark here, but that, that man is going to be crippled by like 40 probably earlier earlier than that mm-hmm. poor guy um but that's our show tonight once again we almost got it in that and like we got it in our window that we're looking for here for these yeah. days recasts. recast we did good
1: yep so, there, so, there, I, so i have two things
0: oh there's two things oh god
1: so i guess so last week i forgot that we had to talk about it and one of our listeners said they were very upset that we didn't talk about it you know who.
0: I can guess. I I have a I have a <laughs> wild guess were, who that might be. They were
1: absolutely shocked that we didn't uh um that we didn't talk about this and um
0: Maybe he should have came on the show to let us know.
1: Maybe he should have brought up i think for us it, it's not as big of a deal as maybe to uh, you know some of our older listeners to you know older early, listeners okay early 2000s you know really the football late 90s um and that was the passing of tony serusa oh i i don't remember him very much i remember a, a little bit i think as like a, was it fox sports yeah He was like on, like, the I thought it was like the pre show he was on, or was he at the games? I don't remember, but he wasn't a big part of my football experience up to this point. So that's why it wasn't as big of a thing for me. And I think Mm -hmm. I could probably say the same thing for you.
0: I do Um, remember him. Like, when they said he passed, I saw the pictures of him. I was like, I know, like, I knew who he was. Yeah.
1: Right. And like, his playing career. I don't know anything about it. No, I, I know he, nothing he, he about his for the, I do I he played for the Ravens, but I think he was really well known for, you know, really well. You know, he played really well in the, on the field. Um,
0: yeah, but yeah, After really Busby don't... confirms that he was an outfield reporting after a great playing career. So he was, you know, Oh, uh, okay. He was a good player. Yeah, I had, I literally knew nothing about his I think, playing I career.
1: Think offensive lineman. I think for the Ravens, I'm not 100% sure on that. That's that's my my educational guess. Um, Yeah, what was the second one? Well, I I, I don't know if you saw Twitter or not come through, um, but USC and UCLA have been notified that their application to join the Big Ten has been accepted. That is huge.
0: For a guy who doesn't know anything about college football, yeah, as myself, yeah, I saw it and I was like, I would imagine two big schools like that changing conferences is a big deal. How big of a deal is it? Because I know you like college football.
1: That's, I think that's huge because the Pac 12 is such a small conference now, like, there's not every, like, you take USC and UCAL, UCLA out of there, out of the Pac-12, you only have Stanford, Oregon, Utah. Or, yeah, Utah. Like, you really don't have a ton of bigger-named schools there. Um, it is weird that they're all in the West Coast. Like, can the Pac-12 just become the Big Ten West hmm. and we'll have it to, just a giant conference, you know? we'll have the sec absorb the acc and then the big 10 will absorb the pac-12 and the big 12 going away so we'll have two conferences
0: he did play defense Oh, okay but that's okay i didn't know either uh and he said dylan says this is stupid he likes geography and this ruins everything so maybe (laughs) what's your Maybe what you're proposing, you know could fix some of those geography issues, some right. conference renaming or it's just odd that
1: the, but it's weird because the schools applied to join the big Ten. It's not like they were like getting forced to join anything. Mm-hmm. These schools sought out the big Ten. I think that's interesting. I think that's gonna bring some, some real spiciness to this college football season you know whenever they make the change over
0: uh take a quick peek here at the Big 10 schools because I know a Big 10 Big I know Ten schools, like there's some important schools there
1: like so Big 10 you have Wisconsin Wisconsin, Penn Northwestern, State. Penn State,
0: Nebraska, uh, yep,
1: Michigan State. Michigan State, Michigan State and Michigan,
0: Michigan, Illinois, or oh, uh-huh. the Ohio State, B- <laughs> Iowa, yep, Indiana, yep, Purdue, and mm-hmm. Minnesota and now... And
1: Rutgers in Maryland.
0: Oh, are they in there too? Okay. They weren't yep. on the list I was looking at, at least. But, oh, okay, okay. I, I believe you.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and then now we have the addition of UCLA and USC.
1: Yeah. It's probably not for a few years still. Okay. Because the application was accepted, so... Um, it's not
0: just, like, an immediate, like, yep, welcome to the Big Ten.
1: Right. No, it's probably... they. Well, depending on how far out their, like, common opponent or, you know, their planned schedule is, like, for the non-conference games, um, that could affect how soon they change. But, yeah. No, I think it's exciting. I think it's uh, really, you know, some people might not like it. That's okay. I like it. I'm going to bring on the competition. Let's make the Big Ten exciting.
0: I mean there's already a bunch of good schools in the Big 10 from what I just read and now yeah. I like I know those are good teams. Justin Herbert mm-hmm. came from UCLA. Yep. So, I mean, they're good teams adding more good mm-hmm. teams against other good teams that uh that breeds good football. Uh I guess he he likes it for, he doesn't like it for earlier games it ruins everything for his earlier games. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. Busby. I I'm sorry I mean, that this ruins your just you ruins do, your college You do football get some
1: experience. really late college football games on Saturday night. Oh, yeah, Herbert
0: did come from Oregon. Oh, did he? Who was the UCLA yeah. guy? I could UCLA. have sworn he was UCLA. The last one
1: I remember coming out of UCLA was Josh Rosen.
0: I remember there being a long-haired UCLA guy. I thought it was Herbert. All right, well, uh, Busby says Rosen. Hey, I don't know anything about college football. <laughs> that includes who played where. Right. When they get to the NFL, I'll worry about it then. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't ask me nothing other than college football related. Even if he asked, you know, I Russell Wilson, I think was Nebraska, but he played somewhere else for a little while. I don't know. I don't know. What
1: it happened. was Wisconsin.
0: Was it Wisconsin? I know it was two red schools. I think.
1: Yeah, I think that's where he you you got drafted from Wisconsin.
0: I'll take your word for it. <laughs> 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 I don't know anything. It's it's the thing that I will admit, no matter what. Is I don't know. I'm not even going to try to pretend I know anything about. Oh, yeah. He did play NC State, not Nebraska. NC State. Did I say NC State? What did I say? You
1: said Nebraska.
0: Oh, Nebraska. But he oh. went
1: NC State to Wisconsin. I don't remember. Yeah. But well, I think he, yeah, tried to from Wisconsin.
0: So I got the N right. Like I said, Nebraska. That's NC State. So, I mean, <laughs> I was close, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe we'll have Mr. Busby on sometime and he can. Uh, uh, We can still have Durf and Dylan, but it'll be Dylan Busby. And I'll drop off and you guys can talk about college football. How's that sound? (laughs) (laughs) I'll just take the day off and you go talk about college football. Uh, But until that episode happens, Mm -hmm. for this one, I think we're done now. I think so. Are are we sure? I think think Rob Gronkowski retired. Maybe until Tom Brady calls him about week eight.
1: I, no, I think Rodman Kowski, I think he's done. You think so? I, I think he's seriously done. I think he, I think his potty just can't handle it anymore. I think he's been told enough that, dude, you need to stop.
0: Yeah, the dude just is addicted to football. Mm-hmm. It's hard to rip like, guys like that away from the game. Oh, yeah. But that will do it for this episode of On and Off the Field. I don't you know if I told anybody, this is episode 42, episode 162 overall of On and Off the Field with Durf and Dylan. We'll see you next week
1: on and off the field.